Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is I Will Make You a Millionaire, another episode helping someone reach their goal of making millions. Robin, you remember the show Sanford and Son? Yes. Okay, you remember Red Fox? Yes. Okay, he was he played Sanford. Right. Okay. How old do you think he was? Just like, how old does he look on that show? And for anybody listening or for you, Jay and Jen, just Google Sanford and Son. It was about this old guy who uh, ran a junkyard with his son. And Red Fox played the old guy. He's a stand-up comedian. He was very funny. He was like a classic. 70s hmm? or something? Late 60s? He's he's 53 years old in most of those pictures. What? It's the same age as me. Yes. Wow. He looks like he's 70. I think people look younger now than they did yeah. than the equivalent well, people 50 years ago. Tony Soprano, when The Sopranos came out, was like 39, but I thought he also what? looked, yeah, something like that, something weird like that too. Yeah, no, I think he was younger than that, actually. But he looks like 45, 50, you don't, you don't really know. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was born in 1961, and it came out around 2001, say. So he was, yeah, he was, he came out, the first season, I think it was 1999 or 2000. So he was, yeah, you're right, he's 39. Crazy. And then he died in 2013. So he was only, what is that, like 52 years sad. old? Wow. That was a sad story. Yeah. Yeah, I think people look younger now. So anyway, Jen, how's it going? Got your note? Yeah, I was gonna. I was telling them I was gonna cancel because I feel like a failure this week. Usually, I come here, I'm like, I'm so positive, I did so much, but I feel stuck, and I feel like I'm back in the ways of Jen, which is I'm really good at ideas, I'm really good at developing things, but growth is something that I've always had issues with. So I feel like when we talk about all the projects today, the number one thing I need help with is growth because I'm trying things, and some things are not working as I'd want. Well, but. let's go let's go one by one down the projects. Okay. So uh the Odd Jobs newsletter that has 950 subscribers, almost 1000 subscribers now. Yes. Yes. And I've done a lot. So I felt stuck there, so I made a list of like 10 ideas of how I was going to get more subscribers. I think I was at 800 something last time we spoke. So I did a lot of things. I was mentioned in CNBC again, so that was great. I got some traction from that. Then I updated the logo and the landing page to show CNBC that I was featured in that. 
I've been posting a ton on LinkedIn and Quora, which I think has helped. I reached out to other newsletters that are both in the side hustle space, but also in um, like jobs for moms, jobs for college students, and I'm negotiating like some ads with them, some partnerships, some cross promotion. And I also started to build out the Instagram page for odd jobs in hopes of attracting some new people that way. But, you know, last time we spoke, you were like, it's great if you can double every two weeks, but I'm feeling like followers, their subscribers are trickling in. Maybe I get like 25 to 50 a week, but I feel at a standstill with the growth. And it's the same thing for the other newsletter too. You're putting out the odd jobs newsletter pretty consistently at a more rapid pace. Like you've done four already in October. Yeah, twice uh, a week, every week. And and are you getting feedback? What kind of feedback are you getting? I'm really not getting too much feedback at all. I'm not really hearing from anybody. Um, I'm seeing that like I have I have like a forty something percent open rate, so people are opening it. Yeah, that's really good. That's exceptionally good. Yeah, and I think like people enjoy it, but I think, you know, I'm not really hearing back from people about how they feel. By the way, with a thousand subscribers, you, it's likely you're not going to hear from people. Like with 10,000 subscribers, you'll start hearing from people more. But the reason I ask is you want to you you want to get some sense if people are enjoying it. And well, I mean, I like this. Like this is one five ways to become a product tester, get paid for testing products. How much can you get paid for for I always wonder this, like Nielsen, they pay you to watch TV, right? Oh my God. You know what they, you know what they did to Adam? Cause Adam is a sucker for these surveys. They mailed him a $1 bill and was like, if you take the survey, you could make $30. So he took the survey, he made $30. Then they hooked him. He took another survey. He made $50. So you can make anywhere between like 50 to 500 plus dollars just by testing products or doing these surveys. And it doesn't take up much of your life except some time. And what about product testing USA? So all these places you could apply, you share your background, your demographics, who you are, and then brands can send you free products. And either you get the free product to test it, or they'll give you a gift card, or they'll give you cash. So all of these different companies are ways for people to become product testers. And it's quick money for not that much time. So altogether, like if all I did was product testing, how much money do you think I can make per month? Like maybe $3,000 if you really hustled pretty hard. But then I think once you got really good at it and you had a system down, maybe you could have like employees under you, like contractors under you and really scam the whole system out. Yeah, because like, for instance, I could have people in India in like a phone bank just doing do, uh, uh, user testing after user testing, Yep. pay them $1 and I get $10. Yep. Exactly. I think there's like endless opportunities. I think if that's all you wanted to do, you'd have piles of free stuff and cash and gift cards. And I think it could be a great life, especially for someone who's retired or somebody who's on maternity leave or just somebody who doesn't want this active job in their life. How much can I get paid to get like to, to try out like a coronavirus vaccine? Okay. Well, I got paid to get the vaccine $100 yeah. by the city or state of New York, actually. So that was a special that they ran. They gave me a $100 gift card. And I know cities across America are really pulling out the red carpet for people. I got it way too early. I should have. Yeah, you should have held out. You should yeah. say, I'm not getting it until you pay me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That could buy me like 50 donuts right there. <laughs> yeah. I think they're giving out, like in some cities, they're actually giving you like free donuts for the rest of the year if you get the vaccine. So, First off, who knows whether it's double every two weeks or a hundred a week or 500 a week or whatever. So 
I think we talked about Michelle Phan, the woman who does the makeup videos. And it wasn't until her like 61st video, she did How Lady Gaga Does Makeup. She wasn't getting any views per video. She did this one video, How Lady Gaga Does Her Makeup. It blew up. She got like tens of millions of views. Now she's worth like $100 million. She has her makeup lines in, in all the stores. It just happens like that. Like there's like a tipping point. And part of it is a little bit luck, like who's sharing the newsletter. It's all, it all boils down to shares. I actually, you know, it's good that you're experimenting with the advertising and, and little experiments always are useful, but ultimately there's gotta be some content that somebody fairly big decides to share and then everybody shares it. Yeah. So again, writing the newsletter, it's all about what is shareable in this newsletter. Am I giving like such priceless, timely advice that people are going to share it with their children or their siblings or their friends and say, Hey, you could try this. You're unemployed. You could try this, or you don't want to go back to that stupid job at the office. Try this. And they'll share your odd jobs newsletter. Uh, and who knows when that is? We don't know. So it's not going to be like a steady climb. It's going to be volatile and there'll be one issue, which suddenly takes you to a new level. It's a matter of thinking of more and more ideas and being more and more useful and boom, it'll hit like a tipping point. I agree. I think I need to be, and you've said this so many times, I need to be catchier with the titles, catchier, a little bit riskier, even with the topics, I think. I need to maybe bring in some like experts or even do profiles on people. So I do think from a content perspective, there's still so many things I can do. I tried LinkedIn ads this time. It was okay. Google ads have still been superior and so good. Um, posting, I, I actually repost some of the newsletters on LinkedIn and those have been ways people have been sharing them. So I think people have been sharing them if they go on LinkedIn. I've been answering tons of questions on Quora with some of the newsletters as well. How are those going? How's Quora? Pretty good. I mean, I try to find questions that people asked recently and that are popular. Um, I, I find LinkedIn's pre like pretty much, I think it's better because I think it's attracting better people who want to read the newsletter. Yeah. And also LinkedIn's all about jobs. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of maybe even like contacting brands and offering to like not sell this to them, but do this for them. Some guy reached out to me. He's like, I used to work at LinkedIn and LinkedIn would have loved to have something like odd jobs. So I was thinking like, maybe I should just like contact LinkedIn or one of these companies and be like, Hey, I'll like sell this to you. I'll run it. I'll manage it. But you guys could own this and you can pay me a ton of money. Look, everything is good. Just experimenting, you know, keeping the experiment small. And I'm looking at your Quora page. You know, there's a question, how does Jen Glance earn income and uh, earn over 2,500 a month in passive income. What are the five ways Jen Glantz is earning over 2,500 a month in, in passive income? Did you just find that by searching my name? I never knew that. Yeah, it was asked. I don't even, it doesn't even tell you when it was asked is the thing. And it doesn't so tell you when this person answered. So well, one person answered it actually. Oh, it was answered on September 29th and it quotes the article on Business Insider. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to go through and answer all of these questions that have my name in them. Yeah. And then there's all these questions like, what's the easiest way to make money online? What, how can I earn a hundred dollars a month online? Yeah. Is there I think a quick I answered way? those. Yeah. Okay. So like, is there any quick way to earn $75? This product testing one is, is perfect for that. What are some ways to earn a thousand dollars quickly? You just told me I can make $3,000 in a month doing testing shitty products. Yeah. I go between answering odd jobs questions on Quora and marriage questions on Quora. So I just toggle back and forth and that's, that's the afternoon and it's good. I feel like 
people see it, people read it. I need to do more of that. I think that could be really awesome. So you can get also ideas for the newsletter here. Yeah, I was just thinking like, that's a great newsletter, $100 a day. Yeah, $100 a day. Man, I wish I knew all the, I wish this stuff existed when I was like in grad school. My stipend in grad school was $1,000 a month. And, you know, if I could have made an extra three, and I didn't even go to class. So I could have made an extra $3,000 <laughs> just sitting at home. Like <laughs> testing products and talking to strangers. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I love doing. <laughs> I can <laughs> finally have achieved my love. <laughs> yeah. Just, just don't give out candies. When you talk to strangers. Yeah, I don't. If I give oh, them yeah. candy, if they give me candy, that's pro as a problem. Yeah, uh, that's wrong. Yeah, so I don't know. As long as it's growing, like you have nine fifty or almost a thousand from this, you have seven fifty from the first years of marriage. How's that newsletter going? It's the same thing. I think you know, I get more feedback on that. People actually write comments on the newsletter, so I think people like that. I think you know, growth of that, I'm I'm struggling with as well. I've been hitting up. I pitched 15 wedding podcasts to be a guest on them. So hopefully I'll get on some of those podcasts and be able to talk about it. But it's at a standstill. I don't think it's growing as fast as I would I would like it to grow. Yeah, sure. And then have you mentioned these newsletters in your normal uh, bridesmaid newsletter? Yep. Every single week in the bridesmaid newsletter, I talk about first years of marriage, the newlywed card game. And then every single week in my Monday email, I talk about all of these different newsletters and the topics of the week. So I'm cross-promoting them constantly. And do you have any analytics that show where you're getting subscribers from? Yes. So odd jobs, most of them are coming from, I think, my Google ads and um, just like just search traffic. And the first years of marriage, I think a lot, let me just pull that up right now where they're coming from. People are coming to the first years of marriage from Instagram is the second most direct is the first Instagram Google ads, my website, jenglance.com. It's on the, the first page of that. My link, my, um, so a lot of it's coming from Instagram, my website and, um, Google. And that's interesting that your own newsletter is not sending people to these other newsletters. Yeah. Um, not a ton because I think they like, I think it's hard because Bridesmaid for Hire has 30,000 subscribers, but I don't really know who they are. I don't know if they're married people, single people, you know, people subscribe to that newsletter because they want to be a Bridesmaid for Hire. So getting them to stay on that newsletter is tough and I don't really know their relationship status. And that's something I wanted to ask you today about that newsletter because there's been some great traction with that newsletter. Um, is maybe I need to segment that to sort of understand who these people are because I really don't know. Yeah. So what's the what's going on with that newsletter? Then we'll get back to odd jobs and and uh, the first years of marriage newsletter in a second. Well, I had the courage to clean the list like you told me to, and that was great. The open rates have gone up over twenty percent. They were originally like seven percent. And the other huge news is I got newsletter sponsors, and I'm making money. So I got ads, and I did affiliates, which we talked about last week, and. Just by doing affiliates in two weeks, I made close to $70, which isn't a ton, but it's $70. Yeah. And uh, so, what affiliate yeah. deal did you do? Well, tell, describe the affiliate deal. I did it through this thing called Reward Style, where every there's tons of brands on there. So um, it's basically like a network, and it's called Reward Style. So I'll mention different products, um, whether it's clothing, whether it's bridesmaid dresses, people have been buying those, rings, you can buy diamond rings. So it's basically like a platform that all these brands have profiles on, and um, you can search anything on there, and then I link to that. 
So I can also see what people have bought as well. So I did, I make sure that in the newsletter, I theme a section where I link to things from there. So I did like top, um, I did wedding dress code. So I did what you should wear for black tie dress code, what you should wear for cocktail attire. And I linked to all these things. I did one that was like best gifts to give engaged friends. I did one that was like um, purses to bring to weddings. And I just linked through it through that. So I've made $70 in two weeks just by doing a little bit of that, which has been awesome to try out. And w what are the deals? Like, do you get like 3% of revenues that they, that they make through your newsletter or 50%? Like what's the deal? So everything is different based on the product you choose. It tells you the commission. So they have a whole page on there. That's like high commission items that they're willing to give you more money for if you sell. So I go there, I scan it. I see what's high commission and I, I go with those. So that's the, that's the benefit of a, a platform like this is there's hundreds of thousands of different items on there wow. of all different percents. It's not standard. That, that's amazing. Uh, reward style. Yep. I never heard of it. Uh, let me see. I'm going to it right now. And usually digital products are great. Like here's an idea. I would try to find an affiliate deal with like a financial newsletter. So particularly for people who are on your bridesmaid, for, these are people who are like looking for jobs or want, um, or who, who want to do good things with their money. I don't know. And if you, if you link them to a financial newsletter that let's, let's say a thousand dollars a year, they'll give you up to 80% commission on an affiliate deal. Mm. So those, those are really high margin affiliate deals. And yeah. I would find one of those I'm trying to think where the easiest way. Well, actually, Jay, can you introduce Jen? to that affiliate manager that was on the podcast? Yep. Uh, I was about to say, uh, Laura Springfield. Yeah, Laura, yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah, because cool. she'll know good affiliate deals to hook Jen up with. Mm -hmm. So that was affiliate, which was like mind blowing that I was able to make $70 in two weeks. But the other thing is I have three advertisers and I made like over $3,000 just with advertisers. And here's the crazy part. I even turned some down because... Um, a couple brands reached out to me willing to pay me money, but I didn't want to work with them because I don't, their product is something that I don't stand for. And I just couldn't see myself promote. It was two brands that both sold vitamins and I'm a natural person. I'm very careful with what I put in my body. And after doing research, I just couldn't sleep at night knowing I was pushing a vitamin that I would never, ever take. So I turned down two advertisers. Yeah, I, tough. That, that's really important. Like, look, we turned down probably 50% of the advertisers for this podcast. Yeah. So you got to really be into it. But that's great. So that's, that's destroying the affiliate deals. $3,000 and in what period of time? So ironically, the, the I got $2,500 from one brand and they came to me from my Monday newsletter that only has 7,000 subscribers, not even the bridesmaid for hire one. So they wanted to work with me because they liked my audience. They liked the smaller size of my audience and they're paying me $2,500. And then I have two brands paying me a little like in the $500 for bridesmaid for hire advertising. Um, and those are two brands that I felt comfortable working with. So Basically, since the last time we spoke in two weeks, I was able to make over $3,000 in ad money off of these newsletters, which is more than I've ever made in my life yeah, off of that's, newsletters. That's excellent. That's, uh, look, and so so ideally, odd jobs and, I mean, how many years have you been running the Bridesmaid for Hire newsletter? Five to six. Okay. And look, you've already got 16. How many subscribers do you have that after the clean list? I went from 30,000 to 25,000. Okay. So now you've got almost 2000 subscribers or 1600, 1700 subscribers between odd jobs and, uh, uh, 
first years of marriage in a month or so, a couple months. So it'll only, it'll only get bigger and bigger. So let's say it goes up 5% a week. That's exponential. Ultimately it's exponential growth and it'll start, you know, we'll see how long it takes to double from here, but the rate of growth should stay consistent, whatever it is. And you'll get up there. And these are, these are valuable. I would say these are more valuable newsletters because, you know, odd jobs is something that people are going to probably open more consistently. Like if so, if for bridesmaid for hire, if someone decides they don't want to be a bridesmaid for hire, they're never going to open the newsletter again. But yeah. odd jobs and first years of marriage is one they, they'll open up more consistently over a longer period of time. So I think these are, are valuable things to keep, keep building. Like basically you're going to feel stuck a lot and that's fine. The, Oh, what my first business, for instance, almost every week I felt stuck and frustrated. I remember, I'll just tell you one quick story. Tupac, the rapper had just died and his mom wanted a website made. So I met with, um, his manager and his mom and I was supposed to demo all our stuff, but I didn't realize he, this guy had a PC. I thought everybody had a Mac. I was stupid. I never had never used a PC in my life. So I didn't actually know how to use, I didn't even know how to turn on a PC. (laughs) Like it was like an IBM PC. And I didn't know how the operating system, like whatever, like the basic windows operating system, the the first one from like 1995. And, and he said, show me your stuff. And he moved away from his computer. And I'm like, I just, I had to say, finally, I just don't know how to, I don't know how to use this computer. And he's like, you're pitching to make like a $70,000 website and you can't turn on the computer. (laughs) And he basically, I still heard him laughing when I was going down on the elevator. Like he basically just kicked me out of his office and I get back to the office and everybody was like, you know, a deal, a deal like that would have paid payroll for three months. And everyone was like, did you get the deal? I had 15 employees. Did you get the deal? Did you have the deal? And I'm like, yeah, I think it went pretty good because I didn't want people to be disappointed. And... (laughs) I did it. Couldn't sleep that night. And that happened, that happened all the time. Like I just was so frustrated, but things come through and you have, you know, you improve the quality of everything and you have good quality newsletters. Things just grow over time. We just don't know. It's sort of unpredictable. Like we hope for the best and then we adjust accordingly when the best doesn't happen. Like, you know, I write financial newsletters. That's one business that I manage. And I always am curious, like if we launch a new newsletter uh, or do a new marketing campaign, I always ask the people who are doing this, who are in charge of all that, how many subscribers do you think they will get? And they, and they always say the same thing. James, after 20 years of doing this, we have zero ability to predict. Like we have no idea if people will like this. We have no idea if the marketing campaign will work. There's just no indicator that, that tells us ever. So it's the same thing here. You just have, it's like, the, that's the whole thing of just trying different things and seeing what works. And then once something works, doubling down on that. So Instagram's working. I would figure more Instagram, very specific Instagram content that will drive people specifically, like do an infographic about uh, odd jobs or do a list of here are the, the 10 most common problems in the first years of marriage. And for more, see my newsletter. When you link to the newsletter, don't just link to the website. I would link straight to the archives because in the newsletter itself you you encourage people to subscribe yeah so yeah. like for instance when i click on, on on linkedin it says okay i'm going to urod.com now i have to now i if i click on subscribe it gets me to another page yeah. and now i click on let me read first takes me to another page 
Now I it took me four clicks to read a newsletter. Yeah. So it should go straight to the archives, all all your links. Well, let me ask you this. This is or, or experiment I... with that because I know we we I like yeah. the design and we've talked a bit about the design, but now experiment. Maybe just link straight to the archives and see what happens. I did my art the I did odd jobs this week about ha- jobs that make people happy. Can you guess what the number one job is that people were the happiest at? They surveyed three hundred thousand people. Can you guess? And I feel like Jay knows the answer, but can you guess what it is? Audio engineer. <laughs> Podcaster. <laughs> Uh, how would I know? Is it about eating and sleeping? No, because I feel like maybe you saw my Instagram today. I don't know. Oh, I I briefly saw it, but I didn't read into it. This is how I scroll. Yeah. This is how I look at my Instagram. It's like this yeah. is when I'm in a bathroom. Okay, yeah. it's the number one job that people said they were the happiest at. Uh, 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 definitely not teacher. Definitely not teacher. Uh, uh, Uber driver. <laughs> Delivery guy, doctor. Ready no. for it? Okay. What is it? Construction worker. Oh. And they said that because of a lot of different things. Number one, the schedule of it. Number two, the socialization of the job. And um, you're outdoors. You're getting exercise. Yeah. It's healthy. Yep. Like so what we need construction that. workers. They're like built up a little bit, and yeah, because they're lifting <laughs> stuff all the time. They're not afraid of heights. Like where you, they overcome their fear of heights. And the pay I hear is pretty good, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. And it's just a good quality of life. Like the they mentioned like the lunch breaks are always very social. So that was the number one job. So I wrote this week's whole theme was on jobs that make people happy. And then I wrote a whole list of the other types of jobs that make people happy. And that was pretty popular. And I think that's because it was something that people would never have guessed construction. You got to write this article, the, top, the happiest jobs on LinkedIn. Yeah. And may and now you have one source of data right now, but do maybe there I'm sure there's other sources of data you could kind of like summarize all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think like what what I'm getting frustrated at is this is just typical gen, is that I'm good with ideas, I'm good at building, but then I always feel like I'm not good at growth. So I'm wondering if there's something wrong with me or if I need to learn something that I don't know. No, I, I think I, I totally get it. And I think it's just what you're doing now is difficult. Like you're working on several different newsletters. So you have to, and you're working on the newlywed card game and the be my billboard business plus your traditional, uh, uh, bridesmaid for hire. It's a lot of things. It's hard to, I would say anybody wanting to really break out and make a lot of money, they should be working on five different projects because any one project is, like I said, it's random. You don't know if it's going to work. Five different projects is just enough, barely enough that one of them will probably work, but also it's so much that, uh, you get overwhelmed usually, but sometimes you do like, you have to write an odd jobs newsletter and then first years of marriage newsletter, and then a bridesmaid newsletter, then work on the newlywed card game, Kickstarter campaign and drive traffic to that and be my billboard managing a site. To be honest, like right now, and I've been doing this for a long time. I'm working on one, two, three, four. I'm working on about five or six solid different projects, maybe seven, but usually at any given time, I might even be working on more than that. Like last year I finished two books in addition to the five things I'm working on now. So it just, it just takes a while to get used to that rhythm of work. And sometimes I get burned out a little bit and I can't do everything in, in one week. It's very difficult. So, uh, and growth, look, 
some of these might have growth. Some of them might not have growth for a while. I wouldn't say this is Jen because I would say this is everybody. It's hard to do things. Look, if, if let's say first years of marriage sticks at 70 subscribers for two months in a row, then, uh, I would say, okay, that's probably, that one's probably not working time to move on. Even if it's a great newsletter, even if we love it and love the content you could, and, and, and as a last resort, you can even ask your audience, should I stop this newsletter or not? If you don't think I should stop it, please share it with like 10 other people. Like just go yeah. all out yeah. as, as a last step. Don't do that yet. But you know, <laughs> uh, the big thing is thinking of content that is shareable and why someone would share this and asking people to share it. And then using every spoke in the wheel, like, like you were doing Quora, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, post it everywhere, you know, put articles that were from the newsletter, pitch them to CNBC or other sites, ask everybody you can to, to help. Like when I was building up my first free newsletter, let's say it was like 2011 or 2012, I wrote articles for a ton of different places. But, but also for free at free for free place like medium.com and LinkedIn and Quora. And I would always in the middle of my articles, I would write whatever I wanted people to do, like follow me on Twitter or subscribe to my newsletter for more or whatever. And it took about after about three or four years, I had a decent number of subscribers. I think we can do this more quickly now because I think there are, are there's a subscriber universe is bigger now, uh, which is why I have 16 subscribers already 1600, but sounds like Instagram, you should start gearing some content just to mm -hmm. get subscribers. And like, let me, let me look at your Instagram account. I'm not like Jay constantly scrolling through Instagram. I, I know. I mean, I use the bathroom a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time you, I've never Instagram. once though spent like an hour just like scrolling through Instagram and then really? putting the phone down and saying, man, that was the best Instagram session ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you know what you will feel that on? TikTok, I promise you. Yeah, no, I, I, when I first started using TikTok, I, it was great because I, yes. I wanted to start making TikTok videos. Like they were fun. Yeah, you feel great. I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of trying to explode on TikTok because every time I get traction there, something good happens. I get people contacting me. So I'm posting three or four TikToks a day and that's been like, a lot of fun. I think do. that's a great idea because I have one friend who he built up to 750,000 TikTok subscribers and those followers are loyal. They will yeah. subscribe yep. to newsletters and so on. I think they're much more loyal than Instagram followers. I agree. I agree. On TikTok, how are you doing? I have about 15,000 followers and over 500,000 likes on the videos. Wow. So almost 500,000. And I post, I'm trying to post about three to four videos a day. Wait, on TikTok. Let me go to your TikTok. It's it's uh, bridesmaid for hire on TikTok. One thing about TikTok, it's uh you know like for other influencer, not not you, Jen, but uh, for other influencer, they're just reusing other people's ideas. Like they yeah. just have this one song, and then they just keep using it over and over. Yep. And this and there's there's one TikTok. It's just this one guy have his drone circling around him, and then he just shake his butt. <laughs> got a, tens and uh, got tens. Is it sixty four millions or more yeah. than that? Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, yeah, you know, come true. And then they just do the same thing and everyone get like millions. Because that's the power of, that. of TikTok is you literally do not know what is going to take off. The videos that I get like a million views, I would never have thought. So that's the cool part is like you just throw up everything and you never know what's going to catch. But yeah. to trend on TikTok, you have to do the trending songs and the trending dances. So there's like a bit of a science to it. But I enjoy doing that more than Instagram content. 
like I'm looking at my TikTok and the ones which get more views. If your initial quote in like a quote bubble or whatever is good, you don't have to do the dances. People will yeah. say, like I have one here, now is the only time to start a billion dollar company. People viewed that one as opposed to, you know, a video of the dog. Yeah. Here's one with Bruce Lee and there's a, a good quote from Bruce Lee on the front and that got uh, 86,000 views. And here's one, you're the average of the five people you spend time with. That's the quote on the front, 186,000 views. And then I have some good videos that were like cartoons that were people made of different podcasts of mine and they didn't get any views really. Right. Um, let me see, my most popular one has 1.2 million, but it's like, a, it's like specifically produced to be funny as opposed yeah. to like one of the dances. So you don't necessarily have to do one of the dances. I would do like, again, some kind of quote bubble, guess what the happiest job is. People will click, they wanna know what the happiest job is. And then I wrote about this in my newsletter. Uh, here's the URL. The happiest mm -hmm. job is construction worker. Find out the other nine happiest jobs. I think this is awesome. And I think I'm gonna, I haven't really explored this route before, but I think it could be great. You know, you've got 15,000 subscribers, that's a lot. Now, again, no more than one or 2% will even, I think the average number is like two or 3% will see anything you post on two or 3% of your followers will see anything that you post on TikTok. but still over time, it all grows. Yeah. And, and again, once you create shareable content, see what, what TikTok does is for 15 minutes, they see how people are looking at your video. And if, if it seems like an above average number of people are looking at your video, then they will start sharing it to not only all your followers, but other people as well. Yeah. So it's that first 15 minutes. So you have to have that really catchy front image and quote for people to like wanna see. I have to say Airbnb has changed my life. I just love staying in Airbnbs. Like in about a month, I'm going to Cocoa Beach, which is right next to Cape Canaveral. I'm gonna watch some rocket launches. I'm gonna, of course, be staying in a very nice Airbnb on the beach. And it's just such a great experience. Like the whole world is available to us now because of Airbnb. But whenever I'm at an Airbnb, I always realize, you know, I the home that I left to come to this Airbnb, I could be making money on that right now by hosting and, and being an Airbnb myself. So, and I've known people, I had a friend who basically, you know, made a living from turning his home into an Airbnb. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you do have an Airbnb there. And it's an e it can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The famous Abraham Lincoln quote says, good things come to those who wait. I wonder, did he really say that? Jay, did he really say that? Can you look that up? Regardless of who said it, that's only part of the quote. The full quote is, Good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Well, if you're a business owner and want the best people on your team, the same applies. And listen, I've interviewed 1,500 people now and a lot of entrepreneurs. I can safely say 
the one thing consistent among all entrepreneurs and CEOs, the, the successful ones, is that it's all about the people you surround yourself. You, if you hire well, you're going to have a great business. And, you know, thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring. So you find qualified candidates fast. This is so important, and I, I want you to try it. You could try it as a potential employer or employee. You could try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I will tell you that I signed up on ZipRecruiter as a potential employee. You know, I just wanted to see how it works. And right away, it started matching me with really amazing potential employers. So give it a try at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. For the first years of marriage, what's a topic that if you saw it in a newsletter, you would share with like your spouse or a friend who just got married? This week I did love language because a couple of people reached out about that topic. So I did one about love language. Does it actually mean anything? What does it mean? So that was interesting because I'm always yelling at Adam that he doesn't know my love language. So well, so what what what's Adam's love languages? So so this is, is this is about that book, the five love languages. Yeah. Which, and the, the love languages, everybody's got two, right? So everyone has two. And then I think like they do change after you get married. I think they say that your love language changes after you get married too. All right, let's see what the love languages are. Words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. And how do you think it changes after marriage? I think, well, everything changes after marriage. So I think that over time, maybe what you your love language was before, it maybe shifts to the second one or it shifts to another one. So, okay, so tell me, does love languages really matter? I think so, yeah. I actually think that they do and that people don't even know their love language before they marry the person, so... So yeah, quality time, mm -hmm. physical touch. That's, that's my number one. Uh, is quality time? Mm -hmm. And what's your what's your number two? You think it's between physical touch and uh, acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, acts of service here. Mm -hmm. I don't. I probably don't do enough of that, like cleaning the dishes, an act of service. Uh, not necessarily that, but just like helping me do like I don't know stuff in the garage. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Uh, the gift thing is like last. Yeah, gifts are yeah. stupid. What do I have to give, keep giving gifts for? Yeah. Um, words of affirmation. That, that's a good one. Okay, Jen, what are yours and Adam's? Mine is words of affirmation. And my second one is um, acts of service. And his is just acts of service, like around the clock. But I don't do anything acts of service wise for him because I won't clean the dishes and I won't walk the dog. So. It's good. It's good we know this. And he also doesn't really give me like compliments ever. So we're fighting a lot about this. Doesn't it seem like the words of affirmation sometimes you could tell when it's just they're just doing it? Yes. I don't like that. Especially now that he knows that's my love language. I'm like, is, or, do you genuinely mean that? Or do you mean that because I've yelled at you that you need to give me more of that? So 
Well, maybe yeah. he's thinking it. He's just shy about saying it. He's like awkward saying yeah. it. He feels like maybe a scarcity thing about saying it. Like he can only give so much and then he feels it's meaningless maybe. I think it's good for me though, because I think like I, I always crave compliments. So I think the person I'm married to not giving me that is good for my ego. You know, I think it like, it, it levels me out. It balances me. So now, I think it works, but. Now with, with, are you able to see the open rate with everything? Which topics yeah. on first years of marriage have a better open rate? I'll tell you right now. So yes, this one um, went out on Monday. It has a 21% open rate. On average, most of them have about a 26 to 27% open rate. So relatively low. Um, the one that got the best is 52 annoying questions people ask you after you get married and divorce. So that right there tells me a lot. Divorce and the listicle. So lists work the 10 commandments, the four noble truths in Buddhism lists are the things we read that have were written thousands of years ago. Those are the only things, only texts we know are the ones that are lists. So yeah. I would definitely try experiment more with lists, like, you know, five things you need to know the day before you get married or something like that, or five ways to, to know, you know, there's combine them. The 10 ways, you know, your husband is cheating on you or something like that. Uh, because that's all the ads that I see too are, oh, here's how you know if someone's cheating on you. So follow, or I don't know why I'm getting those ads. Maybe, maybe they're like here <laughs> to me personally, but like, uh, I would combine those two, 10, 10 things you need to know if you're about to get a divorce in your first year of marriage or se mm. whatever. So yeah. Ro Robin and I are about to celebrate our third year anniversary in a month and a half. Wow. What advice would you give us? if we want to avoid divorce? Well, actually, I think the best advice is I wrote um, a post about this, the couple who's married the longest right now in the world, the longest living married couple in the world, um, basically said that their best piece of advice was to to like um, fall in love with what the other person loves. So they both took on each other's hobbies and then did those hobbies together and became like world champions in those hobbies. Wow. And I thought that was so beautiful of like not only showing interest, but that togetherness of if your partner loves something to really show that you not, you don't have to love it, but to show interest. And that was their piece of advice. And I found that charming because most old couples are like, communicate, trust, respect. It's like, no, be, I like things more actionable. So that was a really good article that I put out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, Robin. Robin, you have to stop playing chess. She's gonna have to start playing chess. <laughs> I, I'm on. She, we haven't done oh, no. this yet, but I know Robin's interested in horses. We gotta start riding horses. All right, horses. <laughs> yeah, James, you have to start riding. I'm horses. a cowboy. <laughs> I would love yeah. to see this. <laughs> Put it on TikTok. The video of it, me falling off a horse. All right, that's good advice. So yeah, I would, I would share that newsletter. Three pieces of advice you, you need to know. Or, or the one key piece of advice you need to know, or I don't know, there's that one, but yeah. I'm sure there's other advice too. And then with odd jobs, I would put dollar amounts, like how to make $3,000 a month in the quickest amount of time or something like that. I would experiment yeah. with dollar amounts there as opposed to saying how to make money while you sleep. Well, that's a good one, but uh, I don't know, just experiment with the titles. People people click on titles. They don't click on subjects really because they don't know the subject. They just know the title. Yeah, I like that. And now, okay, so let's talk about things that are unrelated to newsletters and content, which is the, let's first talk about the newlywed card game. And Robin, I think you'll love this card game. So Jen, can you describe okay, it I'm again? I'm actually, I'm so happy that 
Robin is on and you are on because one of the things I needed help with today is coming up with the final questions for the deck. So after starting the first years of marriage, I said I wanted to start a card game. So the newlywed card game, there's three different types of cards. There's chit-chat, which is conversations. There's challenges, which are activities and adventures. And then there's up close and personal, which is a combination of both. So in the past two weeks, I hired a professional designer who designed the cards and the actual um, deck, the outside of it. I updated the Kickstarter with more interesting packages based on James' suggestion. Um, I also updated the Kickstarter with just more information, which has been great. So it's been pretty well. And I really need help with thinking of some of the cards. And I'm so glad that you're both on here to help. <laughs> it looks great. I love this design. I made like a basic video for now until I have the card deck in my hands. I can do some more things with that. But um, And uh, when did you launch the Kickstarter? I launched it 20-something days ago. Okay. And right now, how much have you raised so far? 460-something. I'm 92% funded. Oh, okay. It's mostly been funded by friends. Yeah. And again, I wonder, this is something too that you should you should figure out how to share or write an article about this card game. Give us some cards right now. Let's all let's pretend Rob and I are playing the game. What are some, we pick up a card. What's the card say? Okay. So, um, let's talk about, um, chit chat. So what's a quality of mine that you think is rare? So Robin asked me this say, and I asked her that, right? We each ask. Yep. And then what happens? Uh, walk us through, like, how do we play? So you, there's three different categories. If that was a chit chat card, then you just simply talk about that. And then you go, you've hit the next category. So then let's say next category, you got challenge. So one of the challenges is to, um, blindfold the other person and have them draw what you look like on a piece of paper. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and, um, okay, wait, ask the chit, like, how do you, do you get like points? Is it competitive at all? Like if it's a bunch of couples playing? No, but that could be something. Um. I I think maybe this version's more like up close and personal, but okay, yeah. So let's just say Robin and I got this deck. This is a great deck to kind of every day like rekindle a little bit of the romance. Is is yep. kind of the idea of this? And maybe you could even say that like every time you pick up this deck, it will rekindle the romance. It's like each card yeah. is a date, sort Ooh. of thing. And yeah. uh, so, what was that chit chat one again? Um, what is the quality about me that is super rare? Uh, what is a quality about Robin that is super rare? I think she is the best parent I've ever seen. Aww. Most people do have a heart. Like everyone always complains about their parents. No one is ever going to complain about Robin's parenting. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, thank you. So is it my turn? Yeah. Playing the, picked up a um, card. <laughs> I think your, your kindness and your generosity. All right, I'll go along with that. But that, that is that rare. Our, our, Jay's a very yes. very kind person. No, but <laughs> I, I am. I, I think it's pretty rare to have both. All right. Yeah. Well, well, it's very rare to be white and kind at the same time. <laughs> to be to be white and kind. <laughs> yes. I should also or say right create, kind. creative. You're very right. creative. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. What other cards do you think would make good conversation cards? Like, what other questions would you want to see in that deck? Uh, if you had to sleep with one other person, who would it be? What? <laughs> be a little bit, you know, no. racy in some of them. No, but you know what? Actually, you could save that for like kind of the 
the racy version. Like that's yeah. that's the sequel. Because that could lead to a lot of fights. You don't want to lose yeah, a fight. Like, what if this like what if the reviews are like this car deck sparked divorce for me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then you create a newsletter called well, the first year of divorce. <laughs> oh yeah. The spinoff, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. What other well what com- what what are some other ones that you have? And anyone listening to this, please post on Twitter some chit chat ones for Jen. But what what are some other ones you have? What have we stopped doing that you really miss? Uh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great one. What is the legacy you want to leave for your kids, or if just for your life in general? I don't give a shit. What's another one? <laughs> oh man, because I'm um, dead. What, Why do I care? <laughs> what is a silly habit you have now that you don't tell a lot of people about? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right, so what are some what are some new ones? What lies did you tell on your very first date? <laughs> Uh, including lies of omission. Uh, Mine would be, uh, I'm an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said on a first date? Uh, I tried to. I think that's they didn't a good one. You. Oh, I think that's God. good. I, I think, think you should stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the dating profile. <laughs> yeah, I'm Italian. Um, what about like, uh, what's something that I could help you change about yourself? Mm, love it. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Could there be something like, what, if the day comes where we almost get divorced, what's the one more thing you want to try? Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to be depressing, but yeah, yeah, like- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't do the divorce one. Save that okay. for the divorce card get deck, <laughs> or the will you get divorced card deck. Yeah. Uh, God, that's that could be a scary one. Uh, like, what about like, what could I do to make your day? Uh, more exciting or I don't know. It, it seems like you'd want to get in more information about the person. Yeah. 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 Have you, have uh, what habits have you changed since between before marriage and after marriage? Mm, that's good. All right. I have to make an idealist with this one. And then, so, yeah, the challenges I have, I need like maybe a five more challenges. So um, I wrote like create a funny prenum of items you can't live without. So like, a pre-number, post-number of like funny items that you couldn't live without. So something fun like that. Oh, that's a great idea. So it's um, like a, a fun prenup. Yep. I have the blindfold one. I have um, call five people and get them to share something they love about us as a couple. You know what would be great? Create your marriage meme. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. So wait, yeah. Yeah, just describe what you mean though. Like what's an example of a marriage meme? Like, like, what, what would you expect using a meme? What would you expect your how your marriage would work out? So, you know, so like, like, some memes, like just, there's a cat looking and a woman screaming at the cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's or, like or, you, one of you is the cat, the other. Or create a meme with a picture of the two of you. Or oh, something. That's oh, yeah, cool. that would yeah, be good yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was thinking like maybe you, you just create like a Rick Roll meme, like you constantly <laughs> throw your wife or, or your husband. <laughs> that's not throw, but like throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. I like the whole idea of like the wedding photos because no one ever looks at their wedding photos. Something with like that. Oh yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or here's here's one. Uh, find the very first text um, mm. or emails that you sent to each other. And then the last category is up close and personal, which is a bit challenging to think about because those are like a combination of the conversation cards and the activity cards. So the famous one that's on the Kickstarter is, "What do you remember about our first kiss? 
don't tell me, show me. So that one's like the ah. know, fun, a fun up close and personal, but these are meant to be like a little bit deeper than just conversation. So yeah, these are just like a combo of things. All right. I'll, th I'll think of some, I'll, uh, this will be my, this will be my challenge idea list okay. for tomorrow. I really, yeah, I need help with these because I'm almost, the game's almost ready. I just need to figure out some of the final cards. So the Kickstarter is mostly your friends backing it. Um, yeah. Tweet about it right now and I'll, I'll retweet it. Um, I'm just worried that like no one's going to buy this. That's, you know, I think like there's a lot more education I could do about the deck. I think that once I have the deck, I could really do some more stuff too with it. So yeah. And, and also once you go through the process of making one card game, you can make another. Yeah. Like you'll know everything, how to do it. Like we once, we, during the pandemic, we were going to make a card game and we, we put some work into it, made some questions. It was kind of political related and we just didn't finish it. And, and, but now you'll know how to make a card deck from beginning to end, the Kickstarter. So this in itself is a, is content you could write on odd jobs or on CNBC or whatever, even if you sell just a few decks. Yeah. I, um, cause you were sort of talking about that last time of like making this, um, something that could be like a whole business in itself of making card decks around relationships and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything, anything that works is scalable. So once you have one model that works, then boom, you could scale yeah. it beyond. So, so I'm excited about the card deck. I want, I want to have the card deck and it looks great. Like I love the, the Kickstarter. I'm excited for that. And how many tiers do you have? I added a couple since we spoke. Um, so I'm not sure. I think there's maybe like, I don't know, five to seven. And when you, you gave me such good ideas last time. So the highest tier one is a surprise, a year of surprise love gifts. So every single month you'll get something in the mail, like a bouquet of flowers or something just like a year of surprise gifts. Then there's one where you can meet with marriage pros. So like um, a financial planner, marriage therapist, estate planning. You can create your own custom card deck with me. There's one where you get the card deck in a flower bouquet. There's one where you get to write your own card for the deck. So it's just the combination. Uh, this is great. Yeah, okay. I think the, the only issue with this is just getting the word out about it. And uh, show the design on TikTok. Show yeah. the card game. I'm making this card game uh, any of my followers who want it, go to this Kickstarter project. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to lean into TikTok pretty hard. And then yeah. Just... Yeah. Build it up and three or four videos a day is good. Uh, all right. Be my billboard.com. Okay. Um, well, what do we, what do we have here? So I'm still, you, you told me that if I wrote an ad, you would read it for your podcast. So I'm still working on the ad. Okay. I'm almost done with it. It's written in there. Um, if you want to make money and get free clothes, go to BeMyBillboard.com right now. Promo code James. They know where you came from. <laughs> and here's how it works. Yeah, you can just do that. If Coca-Cola <laughs> wants to make you a human billboard, you could sign up. I love Coca-Cola at BeMyBillboard.com and they will send you a shirt, a hat with the Coca-Cola logo on it. You'll look sharp and your friends will all see that you love Coca-Cola and you're getting all this free merchandise. There's a thousand brands signed up. Get shit for free. Okay. Can you just use that audio, please? That was perfect. And I, if you do that, I will even do something where people can type in promo code James and go to a special landing page. That would be so funny. All right. Done. <laughs> we got the video. <laughs>
<laughs> and and let, let's include what you just said too. So, Jay, that'll be yeah. the, the ad. I'm going to add a promo code James thing. That's hilarious. But I, I worked on building out like more of the um, the back end. So once you create a profile, so I gave you my username, you can log in and sort of see how that works. But that's sort of what I mainly worked on this week was just like the profile aspect of it. And you can, what, what state is this in? Like, do you consider this launched? Like, how's it? I consider this in very early beta stage where I have random people who have signed up who I don't know, who are not friends and family. So it's, some people are on it, trying it out, but um, I, I think it's still in beta phase for sure. Okay, one thing I would do is when I click on become a billboard, I want to see people wearing the shirt. I want to yeah. I want to know what I'm getting into right away without having to scroll. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do before we talk next? I'm gonna do a photo shoot of like random people wearing some of the stuff and then using those photos. Yeah, and uh, we should be a brand uh, on here and and do the T-shirt thing. And you the are, surgical mask thing. So yeah. actually, it should be the brand, up to the brands to send you photos too of of people using it. But but just for the front page of to to yeah. you want you want imagery to really describe what it means to be a billboard. Yeah. And then on the very front page of it, it should be on the top somewhere. It should say "Get free stuff all the time." What if you can get free stuff, new free things every day? I like it. Yeah, we're, at, we're cool. like, it's not just fun; it's free. Okay, and then I think you just gave me the idea of I'm gonna do an odd not odd jobs newsletter about being a billboard. So yeah, there you go. And um, if you're a human, get free stuff all the time from your favorite brands. If you're a brand, get thousands of of people who love your brand to be a human billboard. I would just say that on the front page of the whole site. Mm-hmm. Like just be really just direct what this right. is. So now I don't have to scroll. I don't have to guess what this is. Yeah. I want you to log in though and see the the user end to okay. see if that's easy or not. Okay. I'm going to log in. I gave you my um, login. Okay. where Where is it? Here. I'll put it in the chat. Jenny123. <laughs> This is the, how your 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 Twitter that, got hacked. That's her email oh, password. Jesus. I think you did a little more secure email password than that. It, right. Okay, uh, it was my password for everything two months ago, and that's how my Twitter got hacked. So it's now not right. my password. After 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 this uh the recording is done, please change that password as well since James is, <laughs> says it on the podcast. So <laughs> Yeah. I will, I will, I will. It's um okay, wait, it's be my billboard. I ha- just had it up. Now I can't find it. Um I have like a million tabs open. Uh, okay. Become a billboard. Um already a member? Log in. I am already a member. Yeah, to all the listeners out there while listening to this, please make sure you have a secure password that's yeah. not just MF one, two, three, and always have two factor authenticator. Okay, so I'm so I'm in. How do I get to stuff? So um, if you click on like the little picture of, of me, then you click on that down arrow, you'll see, you click about me. This is the profile. So this is literally your user profile. Oh, this is great. Love this. So you're, this is like what you build out. So I built this out for myself. You can see on the right-hand side, it has my real social links and my website. If you scroll all the way down, you can see the other billboards who are on the site. Um, these are real humans that I don't know that have created profiles so far. And there's wow. quite a lot. 
Now, why do I see the other? Oh, I see because I'm a I'm a brand, and I want to quickly see not only Jen, but I, this allows me to quickly peruse the other human billboards. Yeah, and then you as a billboard can also connect with these people too. So you can follow them and just you know network with them if you wanted to as well. Okay, now how can I? Okay, I, um, I'm a member, and now I want to see all the brands, but I'm seeing the for, same front page, so I should see a different front page like. These you might be interested in these brands, and you'll show me all the brands, or you'll show me the latest brands, or something. So if you scroll back up, you'll see the tab. It says the brands. So you'll see if you go to the top, it says about me, start here, reviews, and then the brands. If you click that, right. So meet the brands. Okay, great. But I want to see this on the front page. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to have to scroll. I just want to check in with bemybillboard.com today and see what new brands are. Now people are using their email address. This is also a newsletter. You should send them, you know, whenever there's new merchandise or new brands, people should get an email. Yeah. Or if there's like a success story, like someone, you know, met another human billboard and they got married and whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. You could also see the review tab. That's where brands could leave you a review. Okay. So Good. I have a fake one that I just like tested out there, but you can see they can rate you five stars. They can write about you and then submit that so that other brands can see how you're ranked. And, um, okay. So you, they could list the brands that they're interested in. All right. This is great. Yeah. I would just do some touching up of the first pages. Like anytime someone's interacting with you for the first time, you want to make it so that there's no friction at all. Yeah. Cool. I'm even on like they probably they shouldn't even have to log in really at first to see the the brands. They have to log okay. in to see the humans, but you don't have okay. to log in to see the brands. Okay, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, so look, I think everything's going well. You're making progress and everything. It's just hard because sometimes you don't know which thing is really going to go on fire, but and it might just be one little tweak that changes everything where yeah. it goes on fire. Like, you know, the story of post-it notes. The guy made it no one knew what to do with it. And eventually he just started like putting reminders for himself on his computer screen with the post-it notes. And then other people started stealing it off his desk so they could do that. And it caught fire. So mm. you just don't know like what is going to be that actual tweak that yeah. you do or that content that you write that is going to be shareable. The only, the only thing you have control over is making sure you're doing, you know, five different things and, you know, servicing those activities like oh writing the newsletters keep pushing ahead with the cards or finishing the design on be my billboard like just making progress like every day or every week yeah i feel better i was feeling like so down about everything and then even just going over it with you i'm like okay i'm there's so much hope there's so much potential it's a matter of like something's gonna caught up, catch on fire i just don't know what or when and how but i'm fighting yeah and look at some point you'll add a new thing and drop an old thing. This yeah. is the, like, I was just talking, well, well, Robin and I were talking with um, one of her kids yesterday about kind of some of my entrepreneurial journeys. And when I made stockpicker.com, which I sold to the street.com for, for 10 million, and then I went broke afterwards, so it doesn't count that much. <laughs> I tried making 10 different websites. The first nine failed miserably. The 10th one, my business partner said, uh, oh, do we really want to do it? We just failed at nine. We're putting all our money into these things and it's, it's none of it's working out. Let's try something different. And I'm like, no, let's just try this 10th one. And the 10th one was stockpicker.com, which blew up huge. I, the very first one 
was a ripoff of the website Hot or Not. You know that website Hot or Not? Yes, so, yes, yes. But what I did was I I called it it was smart or stupid. So I, I you would upload your picture and you would take an IQ test. And then if people people go to the site, they would see your picture and they would have to vote is this person smart or does this person look smart or look stupid? <laughs> and then as soon as they click, they could uh they could see what your IQ was. And then they all the other things of how or not you could message someone and blah blah blah. So I showed this to my six year old daughter at the time or seven year old daughter, and she said, "But daddy, isn't this kind of mean?" Like, <laughs> and so it just wasn't a good idea. Oh man, it's like dating site before there was dating site. I mean, that's a cool idea for a dating site. Uh, yeah, it was. Well, there was dating sites. It was two thousand seven or two thousand eight, something like that. I know it was yeah. two thousand six, and yeah, so she was seven years old, and. Uh, uh, it was, you know, and then I had other sites that were like that. I had all, all sorts of sites. I created all, all sorts of sites that I thought were pretty good, but you never know. And stockpicker.com was the one that, that worked. And this happens every single time. The, the entire time I was running my first company, which made websites for companies, I was constantly trying to th figure out something better we could do than making websites. Like well, at one point we all made different kinds of tea and we were going to become a tea company. <laughs> But they all all the teas tasted horrible. And another time, we were thinking of being a music, a record label, like uh, hiring a, a rap group to be on our record label. So we pursued this one rap group, like, well, we'll sign you to our label. And we didn't we didn't know anything about music, even though we're doing lots of music websites. But uh, so you just never know. You we were always just trying things uh, all the time. Yeah, but then how do you know when to stop? Because I am no good at that. Well. Like I'll tell you one time I stopped something that was actually making money for me. So Stephen Dubner, who who was the co-author on Freakonomics and he he runs the Freakonomics podcast, he and I did a podcast together called Question of the Day. When it launched, it was the number one podcast in the world on, on Apple's, you know, podcast list. We were making like I was making a, a good amount of money per month on it, but it was slowing down. Like we did hundreds of episodes and we were doing like five episodes a week because it was they were very short episodes. And it was just getting, we didn't have any more questions to ask each other and it wasn't growing anymore. We were actually declining in very slowly, but it was like a slow decline in the amount of viewers or listeners and the amount of money we were making each month. And so eventually we decided, you know what? Like I decided I'm just going to focus on this show and Steven's focus just on uh, the Freakonomics show. It was a good run. And sometimes just when things aren't, when things are plateauing for a little too long, and you're just not feeling it anymore, then it's over. But like, you don't know yet with the newlywed card game, there's certainly examples of card games that have created millions for their inventors. Be My Billboard, you don't know, but it's not that much. It, it's a little effort, but it's not that much to really launch this. I think the design needs to be tweaked and then you could launch it pretty much. The newsletters, it's just a matter of finding interesting content. But I would maybe experiment with the content a little bit, try to be a little bit more extreme and see what happens on just the, on both the first years of marriage. You know, what, what to do a newsletter, how many times a month in the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of marriage, people have sex per month, so, you know, in their marriage. Like get a little bit more racy and, and people will share, people will definitely share that. So. Yeah, no, you're right. I, there's, 
I always think I've, I've tried so many things, but I haven't tried everything. So it's always so good to talk to you because I always leave with like 37 more ideas. <laughs> we know now listicles and divorce get downloads. That must mean people are sharing it also. Yeah. I would combine those. So just like the ad, 10 ways you know your, your husband's cheating or your spouse is cheating. I don't know why I said husband. Robin just laughed at that. The thought of me. She's just ludicrous. She's not worried at all. I could like threaten, I'm going to cheat. And she would be like, no, you're not. Just calm down. James like, I'm going to cheat. Two seconds later, you just find him playing chess. For yeah. yeah, that's like cheating. You said you weren't going to play chess today. Time is my love language and you're spending it on chess. <laughs> um, oh, man. So all this is great stuff. And um the next time you tweet out about your Kickstarter, let me know. And I I'll, just did. Oh, okay, let me I, see. Let me see, because I don't really normally check the, the regular Twitter feed. Uh, I felt like I'm the one that checked for you. I'm like, hey, James, someone say something about you. Someone share something about you. Check okay, it. yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right, Jay. You should respond, and I never do. I should do. I should respond more, though. I used to. Now I'm, I'm, I'm responding to it right now. This has been so helpful and a good boost of energy I needed in my life. So thank you. Oh, it's always the best. No problem. You're you're always doing really great. And this, uh, I'm really excited about the new all the things you're working on. And you know, everything's a, a, a we'll see. But s through time, something yeah. will work. Time and experiments. You have to always experiment with everything you're doing. Yeah, I agree. Makes life better anyway. And so. uh, Rob and I have a challenge. We got to come up with ten ideas for the car, for cards, and everyone yes. on Twitter should do this too. So I need the help. <laughs> I'll I'll wear a human. I'll be a human billboard for the newlywed card game. I really like the design. What should the T-shirt say though? We got to think about um, that. Every card is a date, or rekindle the romance every night with the newlywed card game. <laughs> Play the newlywed card game with your lover. Who who uses the word lover anymore? This is my lover. That's the worst. It creeps me out. People do though. They really do. Are you guys boyfriend girlfriend? No, she's just my lover. <laughs> it's it's a red flag. Something's going on in that relationship. Right. Uh, all right, Jay. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of this. So thank you so much, Robin. Thank you for yep. attending this, this as thank well. Thank you, Robin. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. It was fun. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.